Video games are being used now more than ever by our young people, and it's having an impact on them. Is this a good thing or not? We'll dive into the topic of video games next on Engaging Today's Teens. Welcome to Engaging Today's Teens, a podcast by Youth for Christ. I'm Doug Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by Pastor Matt Schulte. Matt has been working with teens for over two decades, and now he's raising his own. Let's join him on this journey and learn how to engage today's young people. Now, Matt, video games seem to be used more than ever before. I see them advertised and talked about quite a bit on TV and social media. How are video games impacting our teens today? That's a great question. You know, as we look at video game usage amongst the teens that we get the chance to serve every day at Youth for Christ and Campus Life, they are just everywhere. Everywhere. And if, if, if I stop and I reflect on my childhood, like if I wanted to play a video game, right. I would go home and I'd pull out Duck Hunt or Excite Bike or Super Mario Brothers 3, but I would have to be in a physical place. You right. know, I'd have to be at home in the living room or in the basement, wherever it was. But nowadays, video games are in your pocket. They are on the TV. They are on your computer. I mean, and kids literally are carrying computers and phones around all the time. And so there is absolutely no physical limit to when and where you have to be to play video yep. games. And so they have just, the, the, the impact on teens has just grown significantly over these last, I would say in the, over the last five years, especially as com, uh, schools have started giving out computers to every kid. Is it a positive thing or negative? Because I could see both sides of it. I can see where it really can help in regards to education and involvement, maybe interaction uh, as they interact with people across, not just locally, but across the world sometimes with all the uh, video games that they're doing online. But I'm sure it has a negative impact as well. Well, and that's what the general consensus is. The general consensus is clear is that too much video gaming is bad. Right. And, you know, it's, and there's some very clear studies out there that point to this that show that kids um, who are obsessed with gaming are sadder, they're more irritable, they're more anxious. Um, they want gaming. It's more of an addiction. I mean, the consensus and the studies are very clear that too much is, is bad. Um, the, you did make a point. There are some games that do have some more positive impacts. I mean, my kids at school a few years ago, there was some typing game that became very popular, and they would like race cars and stuff like that, and it would teach them typing. And now all my kids know how to type appropriately, right? right. Like there, are, there, there could be some positive impacts on more of those educational games. Um, I don't think anybody says, I'm addicted to typing games, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's these much more, um, these much bigger, you know, life-consuming games that really have a big negative impact on kids. Like you said earlier, you know, there are all kinds of games. Back when we were younger, it was Pac-Man and Centipede and all those type of games. I'm not really up as far as knowing what today's teens are utilizing. What are some of the most popular games that are being utilized? That's a good question. So, uh, first of all, I, I do want to point out that there, let's talk, we'll talk about kind of the big console games, but 
like I said, with phones in your pocket, there's a lot of these really small games that just become super popular for a while and then totally flame out and no one ever talks about it again. Um, I, I would kind of qualify those as sort of twaddle games, these sort of games that exist for a little time and don't have any mm -hmm. real purpose. Candy Crush would be an example of that or Subway Surfer. Um, but right now on phones, very popular are these leveling up games. Clash of Clans, Hearthstone, Royal Rush... Um, are all games that are just these leveling up games where you're constantly trying to improve yourself. Farmville was this game 10 years ago, you know, where you plant a farm and you grow and develop this farm. But um, so there's this kind of these twaddle games that stick around on your phone for a while um, and then eventually you delete them. So those, those sort of games are super popular. But on the, on the kind of the bigger, more major platforms right now, um, amongst younger kids, still I still hear a ton of talk about Minecraft. Mm. Um, Roblox is another one of those games where it's both of those have this social element to it, where you're interacting with. You can at least interact and engage and message people, and so you're seeing a lot of twelve, thirteen year old kids, even younger than that, really spend a lot of time on Minecraft and Roblox. Still, um, the older kids. Man, I just hear lots of Fortnite yeah. still. That one's yep. been around for several years, going fast and furious. Um, but as well, Call of Duty, um, which those that kind of personal shooter game is probably the most concerning um, to society and you know psychologists and things like that as far as those one-on-one -on -one shooter games. Uh, but a couple other games, Grand Theft Auto is back at the top of the list. Mm. They released a new one recently, so that one... Jumps up to the top, and there's a there's a another kind of personal shooter game that's very popular right now. Oftentimes, you might see it referred to as PUBG, PUBG, and it's short for Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Hmm. And so, what is it, that? It's sort of like a Call of Duty kind of thing, right. but it's a modern city warfare kind of experience. Right. So. So so you're seeing a lot of violence as well as what I see on social media. Yeah. That has to have an impact on our kids. Oh, it, yeah. It absolutely does. I, I would say it can. I mean, the research is super clear that excessive gaming, especially in these more hardcore games, leads to depression, anxiety, shyness even, aggression. Um, it also has been indicated to lead to too much cell phone use, mm, which is yeah. interesting So because once you get caught on that screen getting off of it, um, ADHD has been, um, kids with ADHD are particularly vulnerable to video games. I mean, I was, I was on a trip last week with some students and that was one of, as soon as we passed those phones back out to kids, they were getting back onto their phones, right. so they're leveling up games to, you know, harvest their farm or level up their fighter or whatever because there's these timing elements part of that. So, And one of the things I'm noticing too is I get to know more about this whole virtual reality world is they're integrating the games within that. So it's causing a lot of even isolation among people because now they're getting into their own world and creating their own worlds yep. with these games as well. Yeah, And so it's, uh, it's interesting to see where it goes. That's why we need to be very proactive as as parents, as guardians, as adults, to monitor and know what our, our youth are, are utilizing and playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's, here's how you might even take this a step further. So kind of our action step yep. for, okay, so if you are an adult, if you're in a parent, if you're a teacher, whatever you are in the life of a keen teen, here's three things you can do to engage your teen on video games. 
first of all, I want you to approach this and be curious. Be an adult who asks questions, who learns, because um, you know, when I even just step back and ask my son, hey, what games are kids playing right now? I mean, he, they want to talk about that. Even if they're not playing it, they are hearing about these games. So my first action step for each one of us is be curious. Um, a lot of times we want to come in right away and bring that, that heavy hand, you know? <laughs> but start with being curious. Use it as a way to build a relationship with your, with your teen. Secondly, then now after you've developed curiosity and you're finding out how much time they're actually using on it, now is the time to set, establish healthy boundaries. So what exactly those boundaries are? Maybe you say... Um, no gaming after whatever, 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever those boundaries are, first be curious. Second, um, establish those healthy boundaries. And third, and this one, get ready to feel a little bit of judgment here, Doug, <laughs> is you got to model healthy habits yourself. Exactly. We can't hold our teens to a standard that we're not willing to live. And so if you are constantly on your phone, Newsflash, they're going to hear you talking about gaming, how gaming shouldn't be a part of, big part of their life, and they're going to see the duplicity and be like, they don't, they don't believe what they're saying. A good family friend of ours shared with what they're doing over this past weekend with their two teen boys, and they have certain areas of the house where phones are allowed and phones aren't allowed. Yeah. And which I think is a good, going back to boundaries, obviously in their bedrooms, they weren't allowing them to have them in the bathrooms, they're not allowing them to have them, but in a place where it's more public, where at least the family is interacting back and forth. I think that's a great, yeah. great boundary area. That's like a you great said. boundary area. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk about slang of the day since we're talking about all this. What is the slang word of the day? So slang of the day, we've been seeing this on social media and stuff like that is flop era is the team, the term. So flop, F-L-O-P era, E-R-A. And kids use that to describe like a time in their life where kind of everything seems like it's falling apart. So you might, you know, you might talk about um, that time when my face was breaking out and my parents grounded me for my phone and I couldn't pass an exam. That was my flop era. So if you're kind of talking about a bad season of life you went through, you might, you might hear kids talking about their flop era. Interesting. I didn't know that. There you go. That's well, Matt, uh, this has all re been really good. It's been eye-opening, very practical. I want to thank you so much for your insight and bringing this to our attention. Yeah, my pleasure. It just Let me just reiterate that one more time. Be curious. Establish healthy boundaries and model healthy habits yourself. Very good. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of Engaging Today's Teens, a podcast brought to you by Youth for Christ. The Lincoln Area Youth for Christ is a non-denominational, non-profit organization serving over 2,400 youth in the Lincoln community and surrounding areas. If you'd like to learn more about their life-changing ministries, go to yfclincoln.org. Again, that's yfclincoln.org. And don't forget to click subscribe to Engaging Today's Teens on your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time. Perfect. All right, how's that? Perfect.